Week 7 has come and gone in the EFFL Football League, which means it's time for everybody's favorite fantasy football podcast, which examines the EFFL League. I'm here, as always, with our commission, and the leader of the Dumpster Fire, Cowman. And we have our special guest as well, winner of our Week 7 Primo Hoagies Game of the Week, Brandon. Brandon, what is up, man? Hey, guys. How's it going? Brandon faced some adversity this week. He was down and out, 2-4 and four record, coming off some really rough uh, past weeks here in what we considered a must-win game, going to go up against <clears throat> a very tough opponent in the Hobbits, and he came away big time with the blowout victory. It was a, a great game to watch. He had, uh, unfortunately, uh, noticed late that um, – Darren Waller was out, and it still didn't even matter. He was able to come away with the victory. Tough week for the Hobbits with some bye weeks, but even if he had a full set of starters, I'm not sure it would have mattered. Brandon, how are you feeling after your big win? I mean, I'm feeling pretty good. It's been pretty known the last few weeks. I've I've really struggled in the quarterback position. I've been starting Ben Roethlisberger and Daniel Jones. I was pretty stacked everywhere else with Darren Waller, like you said, at tight end. My running backs are pretty great, and my receivers are solid too. So I went and traded T. Higgins who I didn't really need that much for Tua. And that turned out to be a great trade. Otherwise, I would have started um, – I probably would have started Davis Mills, who got three points, and Tua got 31. So I would have won either way. It was a big 50-plus point win for me. But, but yeah, I'm feeling pretty good. I was 2-0. and Now I'm 2-4. and four, So actually 3-4 yeah. and because I, I won this week. But Come right back. I don't even know what I am. I might even be <laughs> different than that. I'm forgetting how many weeks we've had. But <laughs> – it's it's uh, season's going extremely quick. I can't believe it's already uh, week eight here. But yeah, you're you're three and four, which puts you right back in the the, the division race. Really, um, you're tied now with Calman. So uh, again, as we considered a, a must win game, I think all three of us picked you this week to win, and uh, you came up big time here. Um, what was your strategy, uh, you know, in the draft this year? This was a super flex league, and we've been liking to get everybody's input. Um, for a lot of people, this was kind of new. Uh, myself included. So what was your strategy in the draft formulating your team? So I also had never done a super flex league before, which probably is pretty clear given that I <laughs> I drafted no quarterbacks at all. And that was my strategy. <laughs> I was thinking there's only so many starting running backs in the league. And if I could just draft as many as possible, there was going to be some teams like Kalman that would need to start like Kenneth Gainwell and Sony Michelle. <laughs> So that was that was kind of my strategy. I was like, I'm just going to take as many as I can. I got Jonathan Taylor, which I, I think I got some heat for that at first, but he's been pretty good. Joe Mixon's been solid. And then I, I also went ahead and got Antonio Gibson. So I really had three like stud running backs and and just waited way too long to get some QBs. I wanted some guys later. I think I was going to try to get like maybe Matt Stafford or some of those not elite QBs, but like the, the second tier. And I, I kind of just – missed out on them and ended up being stuck with like Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah. But you know, it's sticking to your strategy and, and, you know, not kind of going away from that and forcing any picks. I feel like kind of worked out because now you, you're able to get to a, I know you've mentioned before you're in the market for a QB. So other teams out there, you know, if you're looking to make a trade, Brandon could be your guy here. Um, but Tua has been, uh, you know, playing from behind a lot, which is going to help his stats at least. If that second quarterback position can just, you know, eat, don't it doesn't even have to be great. Just has to be really good. Your your team's built pretty solid from the interior. I mean, you have like you said, two stud 
Running backs, Cooper Cup looks like somebody who could be a league winner this year for teams. I mean, he puts up ridiculous stats week in and week out. So, you know, staying strong to the strategy definitely could help. And as we get into this kind of second portion of the season, we'll see how it breaks down. But, I mean, this one puts you right back in there. Uh, Sean Cowman, you know, what are you feeling for Brandon? What's his outlook? What are some questions you guys have? So, Brandon, I do have a question for you. Um. Since there is a lot of really good spicy memes out there, have since your recent success for your team, have you been facing any questions or pressure on potentially a name change to hashtag Let's Go Brandon? <laughs> I have thought about that, but but yeah, I, I don't know if I want to be canceled. So, <laughs> but yeah, I do think that is a, that is pretty funny. Maybe I could change like my. Do we have like a slogan we could put in? Like that'd be a good slogan for me. But yeah, let's let's go, Brandon. Definitely, uh, <laughs> definitely something that people have been like texting me about, and I, I do think it's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, you can make nicknames for players. You could put that to uh, the Cooper Cop. You know, your best player. And- there you go. <laughs> yeah, so I'm all to go in and change the nicknames. There you go. All right. Brandon, uh, again, as mentioned, looking for potentially some players that could turn the team around. Um, at any point in the season, were you a little worried with you know the quick start and then the drought? Yeah, I would say uh, this week <laughs> I just dropped the fork. <laughs> I don't know if you guys can hear that. <laughs> but yeah, uh, in particular, really coming into this week, like I really kind of did think it was like a, a must win, must win matchup, and. I mean, luckily, I, I came out strong, and all my players put up good numbers, except Darren Waller, who I left in my lineup when he didn't play. But, but yeah, I, I really think this was pivotal. If I were to lose this week, going 2-5 and five and having some guys on a bye this week, like Darren Waller, going to be out again, uh, it wouldn't have really been a good look for me. So I'm, I'm really happy I got the win this week. Brandon, uh, any surprises for you? In, in fantasy this year, whether it be a player, whether it be, you know, the, the super flex QB position. Again, I was, I think we were all kind of taken back by how quick the quarterbacks went in the draft, but any big surprises for you on this team, players you didn't expect to blow up that are, or even vice versa players that you I mean, I'd say on my, anything? yeah, I'd say for my team, um, definitely the, the super flex was a little bit of a surprise. I, like I mentioned my strategy of just going hard with the running backs and the receivers, like I thought that would pay off. It, it did to an extent, but, um, but when my quarterbacks don't put up numbers at all, like when Daniel Jones is getting like three or four points, which seems like it's happened quite a few times this year, like it just really hasn't worked. So I'm hoping the new strategy really pans out. And uh, Jerry Judy, that's another guy. I'm excited to get him back. I was thinking he was going to have a great year. He was pretty solid the first week, uh, from what I remember, and then he hasn't played. He's going to be in this week. Um, also a little bit disappointed in Marquez Callaway. I was expecting a big year out of him. He's He's been pretty inconsistent, so hoping to do something with him. And, uh, and yeah, I think that's, that's pretty much it, at least from my outlook. And, uh, you know, we have our Twitter question of the day. This Twitter question is brought to you by Primo Hoagies. Um, it's a Primo. So I do I love Primo. A soundboard this time. <laughs> no soundboard. Unbelievable. I also, just to interrupt, I appreciate uh, the sharing of that 
Mr. Matt Primo commercial because I I actually did look for that multiple times over the years and was never able to find it. And now yeah, I, have it, I have it shaved in my favorites. <laughs> and I've, I've watched it several times. I even showed like some other friends. I'm like, this guy's like a high, high school teacher. <laughs> it, it's funny when we put that in the podcast, uh, we knew that there was going to be one other person that would get it and laugh. So that, that joke was literally just for you. We mentioned that multiple <laughs> yeah. times. Yeah, that is now there's going to be one that, yeah, None of these other guys even know who that is. <laughs> I remember I thought when you guys first asked me to do this league, like the, the last go around and you'd said Mr. Matt was in the league. I just thought that was hilarious. And that was a big selling point for me. Jersey tomatoes. Yeah. Jersey <laughs> tomatoes. I always, I've been joking around with Dakota and Sean and it was like, um, you know, it'd been hilarious if we played for money back then. Cause now we could like bust Mr. Matt for, um, betting with children. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would, that would be funny. <laughs> he was, he was solid. He made it to the championship. Um, I think the third season. I mean, even just to be in a league with students is pretty, is pretty strange. <laughs> yeah, that is a little odd. Yeah. He wasn't a typical teacher, though. He was in hoagie commercials. Yeah, <laughs> that is true. <laughs> so our Twitter question comes in from Barry McCockner. Uh, Barry asks, <laughs> Alec Baldwin, did he do it? Oof. I mean, that is... I, I, as you know, I work in the film industry, so people that don't work in the film industry have been asking me for my opinion on this <laughs> quite, <laughs> quite a lot recently. I mean, I don't know ton to say. I mean, it seems like that assistant director uh, who was working on the movie and the prop guy, they didn't really like check Alec everything Baldwin. for safety. <laughs> I don't, yeah, I don't think it's Alec Baldwin's fault. I mean, he did it clearly. I think he admitted to doing it. Um, it's just, I guess, a matter of who really is held responsible. I feel bad for him. I feel bad for that film production. Seems like that movie got shut down. Probably won't ever get made at this point. So yeah, just a really tragic event. And uh, Alec Baldwin. Um, yeah, I guess if he didn't didn't pull the trigger, wouldn't have happened. I think it's like really in poor taste that he shared that uh, goofy meme. Uh, I'll fucking do it again on his Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Th- I didn't. See, I didn't see that one. But no. But yeah, I mean, if he did that, that's pretty messed up. <laughs> Brandon, terrible. <laughs> Super Bowl prediction. <laughs> Who do you have? So my su- Super Bowl for like not the league, just for like real life. Actually, both. Okay, um, I'm I'm going the Bucks again. I really just think Tom Brady's awesome, and don't really see him losing to anyone. Who do you have him beating? Uh, you think? Give me like five seconds. I really just want to. Want to get this right? We're holding you to yeah. it. Uh, Super Bowl could man, be tough this year. It, it is tough. I mean, I coming into the season, I really was felt pretty strongly about Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. Um, I mean, the Cardinals have been really good. Um, I would say Cardinals. Yeah, you know what? I'll go. I'll go Bucks over Cardinals. Yeah, from the, the AFC, the, the, the Cardinals uh, are definitely a surprise. I think everybody. Um, well, I, I shouldn't say everybody. I, I think a lot of people thought that they could be good, but I don't think anybody had them going seven and zero. I mean, they are a force, and now yeah. they get even better with Zach Ertz too, who just had the longest career reception TD of his career 
in his first game <laughs> with Arizona. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was pretty crazy. And yeah, I mean, just yeah. to, I was kind of rambling there, but yeah, I would say the Cardinals against the Bucks with the Bucks winning. If they're in the championship game, yeah, that could be the championship game for sure. Yeah, AFC, oh, yeah. I don't I'm just, know. I'm just, yeah. <laughs> it's been a long day. <laughs> I'm just, uh, yeah, I'm just. Uh, yeah, I don't even. I don't even have a have an opinion anymore at this point. Ren, <laughs> we know, we know yeah. you're you're producing movies. How's it coming along? Uh, it's. I mean, it's slowly. It's slowly but surely coming along. Um, starting to. We have pretty much all the financing in place at this point and we're really just trying to cast the roles we have the uh lead actress on board at this point um which i i can't say on the live podcast i can tell you guys after <laughs> afterward because <laughs> <laughs> it's not not public knowledge yet but but yeah it's coming along yeah. and hopefully we will be filming the movie in march if you awesome. have a need for any nude roles i know a guy <laughs> i don't think we need <laughs> I should actually cast Mr. Matt in a role. That'd be awesome. <laughs> he could say one line. It's not a primo. Boys, <laughs> it's a penis. <laughs> yeah, I'll have to reach out then. That would be hilarious. Even if he just like an extra or something, that'd be really funny. A little cameo, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He can be like a tough guy like walking through the alley or something. One go. final question. Uh, is there any message you have to the league or anything you would like to let the league know? Yeah, I would say my message to the league is that that I'm here to stay. I mean, I consider this win that I just had this week and the matchup of the week really just a turning point for my team. I really think we'll just continue to win, maybe not every week, but just enough to get into the playoffs and then at that point win the playoff games and, and bring the trophy home. There you have it. Everyone Perfect. is still in it. Let's see what this season brings us. Thank you so much, Brandon. I'm sure we'll have you on here again. And uh, you have a good night. Thanks, Brandon. Yeah, you too. It was, it was my Let's pleasure. Go, Brandon. Just to, Let's go, <laughs> Brandon. Let's go, Brandon. Am I able just to like close out of my tab? I don't want to make sure I don't mess up your recording. Uh, well, oh, we're going to stop recording, and then it'll load. <laughs> and then um, I'll let you know when you can leave. Okay. So the best way I can describe this week is just like bye week, hell week. Uh, there were teams that just basically had to totally concede their lineups uh, just because either no available options were were there or, uh, I mean, I saw teams that had benches that were completely on buys. Uh, Sean was almost like that in our matchup. So as we go through the matchup, you know, we'll definitely keep that in mind. But, you know, the depth of teams are, are definitely going to start playing a big role, as we mentioned in our last podcast, as these bye weeks approach. But some teams are getting hit a little bit harder than others. Sean, I uh, I won the matchup. You know, I wasn't too sure. We were projected to be pretty close. I got pretty lucky that I faced you on a week where Zeke, Amari, and Dak were not playing. So, you know, I'll take it how I can get it. I, you know, I'm pretty happy with my team, though. We did show up and put up 162. Uh, so I was, you know, pretty happy with it. I got some nice surprises here. Gazeki's been pretty good. Matthew Stafford, Rogers continue to dominate. Kamara. So, uh, you know, good things to come, hopefully. Um, as we said, Taylor made won the Primo Hoagies game of the week against the Hobbits. Big things from Brandon. And thanks again for coming on the podcast here with us. Uh, looking at New Jersey football team and Joe Buck yourself, Christian was able to get back in the win column this week, <clears throat> winning 126 to 77. And uh, Joe Buck yourself uh, had uh, quite a few people on by Dalvin Cook, Najee Harris, and Keenan Allen. 
which left him basically Justin Fields and Kenyon Drake <laughs> to put in there. So he had Darnold, who just uh, looked absolutely awful. He you looks know, terrible uh, against now. Yeah. The Giants, the Panthers have just been on a slide and uh, no Worst hope straight. in sight. Chubba Hubbard, who I thought was going to be a really good pickup. I, I, I mean, I thought that he would get a lot, you know, in place of Christian McCaffrey, that's a lot of targets to make up. And I feel like he really hasn't done a whole ton since taking over. So a little mm-hmm. bit of a disappointment there, but um, yeah, New Jersey football team able to get back in the win column. We had Miles Well suck me golf against the Goodfellas. The Goodfellas made history this week. Uh, Sean, <laughs> would you like to tell the fans what history he made? Lowest points in EFL history. Oh, I'm so sorry, Oof. Jeff. Big things. He, you know, but again, looking at at who he was starting, uh, he had. Um, Gronkowski was out. You know, he had he had one he had four of his five, basically all five of his bench players unavailable, either on a bye, and then Baker Mayfield was out. So again, brutal bye week for him. The good thing is, is hey, if you're gonna get him out of the way, at least maybe it's better to do it early. But Antonio Brown was out and you know, he, he went in with, with two men down and the rest of his team, Geno Smith with Seattle, is is hurting a bit here. Um, you know, Leonard Fournette had an okay game, but Naeem Hines, uh, not a lot there in, in Indianapolis. So Tyler Lockett has basically just been, you know, neutralized with Geno Smith in there. So uh, another bye week kind of killer. So he'll look to bounce back for sure. Super Mario Sunshine gets back in the win column in an impressive win against the dumpster fire. Calvin, what'd you think of your team this week since we have you here? Um, I thought that for the most part they sucked ass. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was a rough week. Um, you know, Mahomes. There's something. There's something wrong with Kansas City as a whole. Uh, Mahomes is not playing very well. He got banged up in that game, but he was playing awful prior to that. And you know, if Mahomes isn't doing well, then you know, Ricky Reek is not going to be doing well either. And that is basically the heart and soul of my team. You know, DK had a good game, but, uh, you know, even Kyle Pitts, he had a really uh, good game against the Dolphins. I don't know if you guys saw that crazy one-handed uh, grab mm-hmm. he had in that game. I mean, it was a hell of a play. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I made the mistake of, of starting the wrong running back with uh, Latavius Murray. That should have been Booker in there. And, uh, yeah, this is, uh, this is tough. If Mahomes doesn't start producing, uh, I'm going to be in a lot of trouble here pretty soon. Yeah, I, I couldn't have been more wrong about this game. I really thought the Chiefs were going to feast against that Titans defense who did not look good against Buffalo, but, man, they were all over Patrick Mahomes. I think it was like 24 to nothing at one point. And, yeah, uh, yeah DK was able – I think DK got 15 of his 16 points on the first drive <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> after that long TD. So, um, you know, Super Mario Sunshine is going to be happy that Elijah Mitchell finally started to produce, had a nice game, 16 points. Lamar Jackson, solid as always. Big game from Scary Terry. Allen Robinson, ugh, that quarterback situation in Chicago is not good, and he's suffering. Jamar Chase is having the best rookie wide receiver campaign, I think, in NFL history. has another huge game as the Bengals upset Baltimore. Can you guys still hear me? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Oh, you know what it was? I think, uh, okay, got it. I thought of my mic. Okay, we'll just pick it up. Jamar Chase having the best rookie campaign, I think, in NFL history. 
as the Bengals upset Baltimore. I picked the Bengals in my pool, by the way, for this game. Just saying. <laughs> and, uh, you know, Dallas Goddard is now, we'll look going forward uh, without Zach Ertz. If he's going to be able to produce and get a little bit more targets, uh, maybe he will not have to lead the field as much. Jalen Hurts, um, while the Eagles did not look good at all on Sunday, he does get fantasy points in the late game. So, not ideal if you're an Eagles fan. Yeah, <laughs> but if you have him on fantasy, <laughs> you don't mind. <laughs> and then uh, big chunky Ben going against Whiteout University. I, I think we had this pegged. Is I just always rooting for Fidel, but we said that the bye weeks were going to be too much for him to handle, and it really appeared to be that way. He had Nick Chubb out, Kirk Cousins on a bye, Deontay Johnson on a bye, Kadarius Tony's out, George Kittle is on injured reserve. So he literally had one player available on his bench, Michael Carter. And, uh, man, just unfortunate. Left the tight end position open and uh, didn't get a whole lot from his starting lineup this week. Damian Williams, who was a big pickup last week when Edwards Hilaire went down, uh, didn't do a whole ton, but neither really did that Kansas City offense. And then, again, didn't have a quarterback to start in Josh Allen's position. So you leave that many empty spots, and you're probably not going to win, but – Good game from Whiteout University, putting up 120 points. So uh, Heineke did pretty well, but you know now Devontae Adams on that COVID list. It doesn't look like he's going to go Sunday, and we'll see who he has. You know if that depth can can come back. But um, luckily, he had some of his players. Austin Eckler gets his bye done early, so we'll have him for the remainder of the season. Starting running backs are kind of hard to come by this year in this league, as many teams are finding out and uh, injuries are piling up. So. I think that is our week in review. Um, I feel like we nailed a lot of these matchups. We were pretty on point this week, so maybe we'll get better as we go here. That may have been um, the worst week, not only in fantasy, but in the NFL I've ever seen. Every single game was not entertaining. You know, It felt like every game was a blowout, and especially the primetime games, just all nails on a chalkboard. They, they they were, and, uh, you know, it really was. Uh, there were really no close games, I, I don't think. I think the only close game was maybe Atlanta-Miami, I think, was close for a little bit. But, yeah, I, it was really a boring week of football, and I hate saying that because I love watching it. But, yeah. I mean, there was no really standout game this week at all. Um, I mean, the Titans-Chiefs game, while that was a surprise early, I mean, the Chiefs never had a shot in that game, and uh, – Maybe this is what happens when the Cowboys don't play. You know, America teams out. Um, maybe. I'm not sure. That could be it, but uh, we'll see. The Monday night game was just totally unwatchable, unless you're a Saints or Seahawks fan. And even oh, then, God, I don't know if it yeah. was watchable. Literally, <laughs> the only way I got by that was the Manning broadcast, Manning cast, which yeah. is unbelievable. Um, in the short time Marshawn Lynch was on, he managed to drop shit about four times. Uh, he dropped... Henny, he said he took three shots of Henny and then dropped a uh, hard F and then got kicked off. So uh, they should have Marshawn Lynch on every single week. <laughs> and they had Brady on in the second quarter as well, which is pretty entertaining. And then Drew Brees to finish it out. And I think they had Sue Bird too, which was kind of a, kind of a weird one. I don't know if they're I don't know, trying to get the WNBA fan base to tune in maybe for a quarter. Um, Classic, but they uh, made it in ESPN. Yeah, you know, a little bit of pandering, perhaps, but um, it was, for Seattle Storm, so I guess it kind of fits. Uh, but that fits it more than I thought. I didn't know that. So all right, that's know, she doesn't really have anything to do with the NFL. She didn't really have a ton to say. You know, you go from Brady, the greatest quarterback of all time, to Sue Bird, <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> and then you got Drew Brees. You know, it's a little bit lacking, but 
Um, I always like their insight. I wish they would do that for more games. I really do. Yeah. But, uh, I, I would watch that basically every time. Unless I could see if your team's playing, it can be a little bit distracting. So um, I didn't watch it when they were doing the Cowboys game. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, any other, other game, game definitely yeah. adds some some interest too i think so yeah brutal brutal bye week i haven't looked at the buys a ton this week i was looking through some of the matchups they're, they're definitely not as bad as this week so we have a lot of teams looking to bounce back power rankings after this week uh i have climbed up to the number one spot for the first time this oh, year yeah. pretty happy about that hobbits with their loss dropped down super mario sunshine back up to number three he is looking to climb sean fell from the two spot down to the four spot Big moves by Christian Castle. He was nine last week. He is up to fifth. Wideout University, uh, some more big moves from eighth to sixth. Kalman dropped down a little bit, and Sean could not have said it better in his power rankings comment. A down week for Kalman means he'll break the scoring record next week. So um, if you play Kalman <laughs> this week, good luck. <laughs> Miles as well sucked me golf in eighth. Brandon with that huge statement victory to ninth, and that's from last place, 12th to ninth. So awesome job, Brandon. Jeff Stone with the uh, lowest scoring performance in league history drops down to 10th. Fadil drops down to 11th. And then we got Joe Buck Yourself down in the basement, who had three of his four top four draft picks all on a bye. He'll look to come back this week as he gets those guys back. So that is your league rankings. Um, looking at the superlatives this week. We had the best manager, Jeff Stone. (laughs) 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 The max point you had possible was 54. It's because you couldn't start anybody. (laughs) These these ratings are sarcastic, by the way. (laughs) Worst manager, Kalman. How do you feel about the worst manager? 84% of your perfect possible lineup. You know what? Um, I can only control what I can control, and my players played like a dumpster fire this week so fuck them so you taking no ownership in the loss this week no no i think see i think i picked all the logical picks and my team just didn't perform so fuck them fair enough uh biggest blowout goes to me in that victory against sean minus the dallas cowboys the narrow victory of bruno and this was the narrow victory this tells you what kind of week it was he won by a margin of 47 percent, and that was the narrow victory uh i was the highest scorer the lowest scorer as we said we'll stop pooping on jeff he's had enough uh overachiever was myself sean i think you were originally projected to beat me this week uh it was close but i think you edged me out by a little bit like um, one point. <laughs> it, it was close, but I think I was projected to lose. Um, below expectations, get strapped. It was uh, Their projection was 117, finished with 77. That's a margin of 34%. Your QB of the week was Tua. Your running back of the week was Kamara. Your wide receiver of the week was Cooper. Your tight end of the week, Kyle Pitts, who has broken out. He had 163 yards. The bench warmer of the week was Mac Jones. John Lou didn't need him, and he was on the bench, but imagine he could have even ran it up. Brandon, again, did not need his running back bench warmer of the week and Damien Harris. The wide receiver bench warmer of the week, Kalman could have used him, Jalen Waddell. And the Oof. tight end bench warmer of the week was on Kalman, Hunter, Henry, but he only had nine points. So, um, yeah, you had, I mean, you, yeah, you weren't going to start him over Pitts regardless. So, you know, kind of yeah. a bogus one there. But that is your superlatives for the week. So, um, yeah, yeah, brutal, brutal week. Uh, matchups, I mean, really, the games weren't that great this week, as we said, both in the league and in real life. We'll hope that week eight gets a little bit better here. 
Um, Matt, there are some interesting matchups, I think, as we'll go ahead. So uh, did you guys have anything else you want to say about this week, or should we just jump into the preview? Yeah, nothing nothing interesting at all. I was going to ask, we're, we're midway through the season. Who do you have as the biggest bust so far? I think it's between Allen Robinson and uh, Brandon Ayuk. Yeah, yeah. Allen Robinson would, have, would really be up there. That's a good question. Oh, man. I would even throw out, geez, Robbie Anderson as bad as yeah. he's been. I, I, I know he's not like a, a top tight end, but he had a 1,000-yard year last year, and he really hasn't done anything, uh, which is really, really surprising. Well, I, I think surprising, but that's just a statement to Sam Darnold just really not playing well. And um, But he, you know what? It, it's From what I was looking at the stats, Robbie Anderson's gotten a ton of targets this year and really just hasn't capitalized. But yeah, Brandon Ayuk's another big one. I don't know what round he went in, but I know he went pretty high. I think he was the sixth round. Pretty high. And then I think Allen Robinson was the fourth round. Yeah, I'd I'd say Christian McCaffrey. Just because he's McCaffrey, hurt. yeah. Yeah, so Saquon. Yeah, I was well, just gonna say yeah. Saquon, really. That's a two of the top picks. Haven't really done anything. I mean, George Kittle, I don't think has played either mm-hmm. at all. No, too, yeah. So. And Waller was though. crazy the first week and then he really leveled off. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I would probably have to say Miles Sanders. Could we put him on that that board too? I think you could, yeah. I think that'd be fair. What about uh, biggest surprises? Right, Cordell Patterson, I think he's got to be up there. Oh, absolutely. He's like this year's Peyton Hillis, right? Yeah, yeah. He's he's finally someone knows how to use him. Um, Yeah. Marquise Brown for you, Calvin. He, he's come out. He's like looking like a wide receiver one now. Yeah, he's doing pretty good. He's looking pretty strong. Um, I think too. Um, looking at oh Jesus, I just who was I just gonna say? Oh my God, I just blanked out. Oh, uh, Cooper Cup. <laughs> Cooper Cup, yeah, yeah. Cooper way Cup. over. Yeah. He's I, he's turning into a league winner, and I think you know I I like Matthew Stafford. I, I thought, and that's. Part of the reason why I drafted him, I thought him in this offense was going to be unbelievable, but I don't think anybody had Cooper Cup playing as well as he had. I mean, he's on record pace for touchdowns. I think he's on pace to break, uh, I think they said Calvin Johnson's yards in a season and also touchdowns at this rate. Yeah. But yeah like you mentioned, um, Stafford as well. I mean, he, he's third overall in scoring in the entire league. Um, and then you got him kind of relatively later, right? You got him, I think in the fourth uh, round, third, I think, third, round? third, third round. Yeah. I got him coming around. And I think at that time it was probably looked at a little bit as a reach, but mm. I just felt good about it. I just, I, I've always thought he's been a, an extremely good quarterback and he's just been in Detroit who is just a mess of an organization and is significantly better than Jared Goff. So I, I felt good about it, but yeah, definitely a surprise. I'd put him up there for sure. Yeah, and I know that we're in like in a two quarterback, you know, super flex league, but I feel like in years past, Matthew Stafford has been more so looked at as, you know, a free agency option just to pick mm-hmm. up if your quarterback's on a bye. Yeah, QB streamer um, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I think, How about uh, Jamar Chase, too, after the preseason he had? Oh, there were yeah. questions if I he could catch the ball. Yeah, we were trashing him pretty well. At least I was trashing him pretty hard in the, the first episode, I think. Antonio Brown, he's another example, I think. Uh, yeah, I thought he was washed. Yeah, and then uh, another example for a bust, uh, Clyde Edwards Hilaire. He's he's been Oof, garbage. Yeah. yeah, not great. 
any any. So we asked Brandon, but um, and you know, you guys can put your projections in the chat too. But now that we're what I guess a, a quarter into the season, maybe a little over the, a quarter into the season, um, Super Bowl projections. Who who we think could be in there? I'm thinking Bucks right Bills. Now. I think Bucks Bills is my just first uh, thought that comes to mind is is my prediction. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of there too. I do think though the Cardinals do have a special vibe about them. Mm-hmm. I feel like you get like you know every so often every year you get a team that just looks unbeatable, and I think the Cardinals will eventually get beat. Um, but they they just look like such a complete team, such an exciting team to watch. Like honestly, I wish I could watch some of the games just because it looks like they're they're really special. You know, they just look like they're a complete team. Um, it's so hard to pick against Brady, though, and I just feel like as long as Brady's in the league, I feel like he's really a safe bet to go back to the Super Bowl. Um, but, yeah, I have to agree. I think the Bills um, are definitely the best uh, AFC team, and I think that I think they're definitely going to go to the Super Bowl. What about you, Dakota? If I had to make a homer pick... <laughs> I would say we're getting a rematch of the 92-93 Super Bowl. If I had to if I had to be a homer here, and I would Good say Cowboys Bills. But I don't think he could pick it against Tom Brady right now. He's just he's too good. But I will say um I think the Rams are more all-around team. I, I think if it came down to the Rams and Tampa, yeah, I I think that could I mean, the Rams already beat them once, right? Didn't they win the matchup in week 2? Yeah. So um, I think the Rams are a much better overall team, but uh, you can't go past Tom Brady. I think Kyler's awesome. Um, it's just like you said, it's so hard to pick against Tom Brady. But the AFC, I'm on board with you too. Um, I would definitely say Bills. Bills are the team. Josh Allen, just what a, what a player he's become. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if I had to pick right now, I'm gonna go. I would say Rams. I'm gonna go Ram- right now as we're in Week Seven. I'm gonna say Rams. Bills. Down with that. I think it's yeah. a good prediction, yeah. I just think, I mean, Brady could definitely do it, but it's so hard to go back-to-back, even though he's done that, that multiple true. times. It's just like, what What are the chances? You know, it's not on his side. But the more he keeps uh, getting doubted, um, the more he keeps doing it. And I love Tom Brady, so definitely not a hater in that sense. If you wanted it again, yeah. it'd be like, you know, no no problem there. But, yeah, uh, yeah we'll see how it goes along here. And uh, you can put your, uh, you know, if you agree with us, if you think we're wrong, if you think we suck, Put it in the chat. You let us know. So uh, looking at the matchups this week, I guess we'll start here, Sean, with your matchup going against Joe Buck yourself. Very close. Sleeper has you at a 61% confidence here that you're going to come away with the win this week. You get Dak Prescott, Amari Cooper back, Zeke back. You get to put Garoppolo to the bench the full lineup is here um the cowboys play sunday night against minnesota i think dallas is going to carve up minnesota secondary uh i really do uh, so i could see this being a game where again dax throwing the ball maybe 25 30 times early maybe 35 times um i i think i like you this week i was looking at uh, joe buck yourself's roster and and he's had some really good players but you know i was looking at i guess like um, Sam Darnold, 20 points against Atlanta. Maybe he gets that. Atlanta's been pretty soft, and Tua just had a great game. But, uh, you know, he's got to prove it. I mean, he has looked pretty bad. He's looked like the old Sam Darnold, so I'm thinking maybe he comes in under that projection a little bit. 
And um, Robert Woods is so hit or miss against Houston. He should have a big game, but this is really Cooper Cup show. So he kind of seems like he needs to score. Um, you have a guy like Keenan Allen. That New England defense has looked pretty tough. And uh, he's been kind of like, I guess, I think he's only scored once this year, maybe twice, but he's kind of touchdown dependent. So, you know, I, I like your odds here. Even though he is getting Dalvin Cook back, going against Dallas, the the run, uh, you know, game, uh, you know, if, if Dallas can get up, maybe that'll neutralize Dalvin Cook coming back here. And Najee going against a cl- tough Cleveland defense, that's another one where I could see him coming in under projection. So I probably lean your way this week. Cool, cool. Yeah, looking at the the two uh, the two teams here, I think you having your your boys back is going to be the big difference maker here. Um, and as for Joe Buck yourself, I'm going to quote the uh, drunk Eagles fan at the uh, Eagles Panthers game uh, when I went there. You got Sam Donald from the Jets. <laughs> You're just wasting time. Um, so, uh, yeah, I'm not super. Uh, high on uh, Joe Buck yourself this week. Um, obviously, a couple good running backs there, but man, I just I think your quarterbacks are too strong, and I think um, having Zeke back is going to be huge for you. So I just uh, I'm definitely feeling more uh, more trash panda e this week. Cool, cool. Yeah, I don't I don't won't predict my game, but I do feel good about it. Cam, and looking at your game, uh, we already said we really don't have to go over it. You, you sucked last week. That means the, the survey says <laughs> you're going to blow up Christian Castle's team this week. But in all seriousness, um, if Patrick Mahomes does not torch the Giants, uh, there's uh, something is incredibly wrong. I mean, that game should not be close at all. We'll see if he plays. I know he's injured. Uh, he'll probably carry that designation all week with the concussion. He got kneed in the head for anybody that did not see it. Um, and left the game. So we'll see if he plays. You know, luckily it's a Monday night game, so you should be able to get him back. Um, some of the other guys I'm looking at, Kyle Pitts is legit going up against Carolina. I definitely like that matchup. I don't like Jameis going against Tampa Bay. Those uh, those division games are always a, a little bit, you know, they could go either way, but um, their, their secondary leaves a lot to be, like, I guess, desired. They have a lot of injuries and are pretty banged up, but, um, you know, that, that, that four guys on the defensive line you know uh, they cause a lot of pressure and Jameis is prone to making some mistakes here but um I definitely like your chances I I think again I am I gonna am I gonna die on the hill of another bounce back game for Patrick Mahomes is he gonna prove us wrong again if he plays I don't know we'll see for Castle though I do think you have a good shot um he's actually projected to win and um he's got some good matchups this week you got Kyler Murray going up against Green Bay uh you would have to think just looking at that that's going to be a shootout you have um, Kenneth Gainwell, who's going to benefit now from Miles Sanders being out. He's done a lot in the small amount of touches he's had. Zach Ertz, again, I could see Zach Ertz definitely overshooting that projection of eight. I feel like that's a little low, um, but we'll see. I do not like Brandon Cooks this week against the Rams and Davis Mills. Uh, I think that's a, a awful matchup here. So, um, again, history says Cowman blows up this week. Looking at the line, I think it's close. I think this one could really go either way. Um, man, I don't really know. Uh, I think if I had to pick, because you got to think Stefan Diggs is going to get put back in there. Um, I think I might lead. I, I'm sorry, Cameron. I think I might lead New Jersey football team. 
because you got to think Debo is going to be coming out maybe, or maybe not even Debo. Maybe let's say Brandon Cooks comes out for Stefan. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. So like, let's say he he puts him in Chase Claypool. Maybe you start him against Cleveland. Uh, I don't know. I think I lean New Jersey football team. I'm sorry, Calvin. I like the matchup with Kyler, and I think uh, Zach Ertz could definitely overshoot his projection. Yeah, I think uh, I don't know. I'm not incredibly confident for this week. You know, Mahomes has to do something for me in order for this team to go. Um, if he doesn't, that means you know, Reeky Reek's not going to go. And um, another thing is that. Um, uh, Devontae Booker is no longer the uh, the starter, I don't believe. I think Saquon is coming back. Um, at least I hope that's the case, because otherwise Booker is only projected .79 <laughs> points. So I'm thinking that Saquon's probably coming back, which basically just starts up the carousel again for my running backs, and I don't know if uh, I'm going to be able to overcome that. Um, it just It's just not working out so far this year for that so i'm gonna flip a coin and then we'll see heads you win tails you lose that's heads calman's gonna pop off this week Calman. yeah <laughs> it's both uh it's two three and four teams so you know teams trying to stay at that 500 level uh we have a few matchups like that i think this week of teams you know fighting to be 500 so uh i wouldn't put it as a must win but i would say it's pretty darn close this week you don't want to fall two games behind here under 500 Mm -hmm. looking at super mario sunshine against goodfellas um definitely think this should be a little bit of a bounce back game for goodfellas he's getting a lot of players back this week uh is it going to be enough to overcome super mario sunshine mac jones does not look like a rookie at all he is going against a very tough chargers defense though Saquon is projected points, but still has the out designation. So I guess we'll have to see the closer we get. It is a Monday night game, so we'll have some extra time. Uh, Jamar Chase, again, we've talked him up a lot. Absolute stud. Dallas Goddard should see some more targets. They have a very, the Eagles have a very winnable game this week against Detroit. Detroit does play tough. They just can't get a win. So um, while they are 0 and 7, they don't always play like an 0 and 7 team. Really like Dan Campbell. I like Dan Campbell too. Yeah, yeah I really do. I'm, I was surprised Miami didn't give him the job um, yeah. when he was over there. So, you know, we'll, we'll see. Uh, they seem to be playing hard for him. Yeah, it says a lot about you. The Lions just, I think, with the players they have on that roster, just a little bit of a mess right now. Significant downgrade with Jared Goff. It's not good. Yeah. But. Um, unfortunately, he's got Lamar Jackson out. So, uh, again, I, Mac Jones is a pretty good replacement for that. I'm not too worried. I just, for the good fellows, I think he'll bounce back, but I don't think it's going to be enough. Um, I don't know if he really has anybody that can go in for Geno because Baker still looks like he's out. Um, so while he does get, you know, kind of set back in now, I think that Geno Smith, it ice, you know, it really hurts your quarterback and it, it kills Tyler Lockett's values. Tyler Lockett likes to live and die by the deep ball. We still don't know um, Antonio Brown's status either. He's still got that out designation. So I think I like the Eagles with their matchup against the Lions. I, I'll take Mac Jones. If you're going to have a backup quarterback in this league, he's not a bad option. And Elijah Mitchell uh, is, you know, had a coming off a good game, showing what he can do after that big free agency spending in week two. Um, I like Super Mario Sunshine to get to seven and one. Yeah, you know, there was a time 
when I believe it was Chip Kelly's first year, uh, I kind of wanted the Eagles to draft Geno Smith. And I'm so glad that that didn't happen. <laughs> Watching Geno Smith is like probably the top 10 worst things I've ever seen in my life. Um, it's just painful. It, everything looks so challenging with him when he's, he's yeah. playing. It, it's like insane. It's like it shouldn't be that difficult. But for some reason, for Geno Smith, he just cannot do it. Um, that... That, to me, kind of starts off um, the issue with this lineup. Um, that and the fact that there's no other quarterback uh, for the Goodfellas. And I think that I, I feel like that 119 is not going to happen, uh, especially, you know, with your two bucks out here. Uh, I just don't think that um, I don't think the Goodfellas is really set up well for this week at all. Uh, I feel like I feel like Super Mario Sunshine has really benefited and I'm not sure if the stats back this up or not, but I just feel like he has benefited every week from having, um, you know, just strong advantages in matchups. And I feel like this is another case where, um, you know, that's going to happen again. So I, I definitely feel like Super Mario Sunshine is going to win this game. Um, I think it's more so a reflection of uh, the Goodfellas that is going to have issues this week. So, yeah, I'm leaning uh, Super Mario Sunshine. I think if Baker plays, Goodfellas has a shot. Gino is, is I think his ceiling um, is maybe 15 points. He's not going above that. He's he's horrendous, like you said, Calvin. If Baker plays, I think he can put up, you know, over 20 and, and give a real, you know, Goodfellas a real shot. Otherwise, I, I do have to give this to Tomorrow Sunshine. Next up, we got Miles as well. Suck me golf going up against Big Chunky Ben. This is a must-win spot, similar to where Brandon was at last week. A must-win if he wants to stay in this division and have some playoff hopes. Luckily, he gets reinforced this week. He'll have Kirk Cousins and Josh Allen coming back, which are huge. Nick Chubb is also expected to play. Uh, the only thing is, I don't know if he's got a tight end. Um I don't know if he dropped. I don't know if... Yeah, he dropped his tight end last week. He's going to need one. So, you know, you fill that gap. I, I think you got a shot here this week, Chunky Ben. Looking at Miles as well, suck me golf. Joe Burrow against the Jets is a great matchup. Um, I like Cordero Patterson against Carolina. Melvin Gordon, he's in basically a total timeshare with Javante Williams. I know because I have him. They get about 50-50 carry. So um, it really comes down to who scores that week for who's the good Broncos running back you want. Um, I, I don't like LaVisca against Seattle. I, Donovan Peoples-Jones seems to be like kind of a fluky play at this point, I think. Um, Kelsey's good at always and Jared Goff. Hey, the Eagles defense gets turnovers and can pressure the quarterback, so uh, it's going to be tough. Their secondary and linebackers are definitely uh, you know able to be exposed, but um, Goff can play sloppy at times. We've seen that, so... Um, I, I'm actually picking an upset this week. I don't know what his projection will look like when he puts in his quarterbacks and a tight end, but um, I actually think this is a very winnable game for Big Chunky Ben, and I think if he can get a tight end, if he can hit on a, a pick, you know, someone that doesn't drop a donut like a big fat zero, uh, I think he walks away with a win this week. You know, I'll be honest. I feel like uh, Miles will suck me golf um, has a bit of an advantage here. Um you know, you're talking about Jared Goff and how you like that matchup. I want to be honest with you. I think against the Eagles and how the Eagles have played this year, they have had a couple of good games, but I just feel like this is going to be one of those frustrating games 
where Jared Goff looks like, you know, the second coming of a football playing Christ. And it's going to be <laughs> a nightmare. And I'm going to hate myself on Sunday. I'm going to want to off myself watching this game. And uh, yeah, I feel like Jared Goff is going to is going to get past that 17 point um, estimation they have here. And Joe Burrow has looked amazing and he's going to go against the Jets. Um, I think he's going to have fun uh, in New York. And uh, man, Cordero Patterson, it's just he's unreal how talented he is and just how long it's taken a team to understand his uh, skill set. And the fact that it, it took a, you know, what pe- a lot of people thought was a, a tanking Atlanta team in order to do it. It just kind of blows my mind. Um, you know, I think obviously Fifi has a, a chance, but uh, man, I don't know. I just I feel like might as well suck me golf is going to uh, to pull this one out. I do think the Lions are going to beat the Eagles, but I actually think uh, Big Chunky Ben has the much better team here once he gets a full lineup in. Uh, I think Miles as well sucking off just too many injuries, um, too many busts at this point in time. I, I think Fidel will actually win comfortably. And we have our Primo Hoagie former Game of the Week winner. Taylor made coming off a big win, looking to continue that success here against Whiteout University. Get back to that 500 mark here at four and four. Whiteout looking to get the five wins here. So uh, it has it. Sleeper has it as a, a pretty close matchup again. Taylor made right now is projected to win. As we talked, his his downfall this year has been the quarterback position, but Tua could be you know that missing piece that he's had. Daniel Jones against Kansas City. The Kansas City defense does not look good at all. But I don't know if I can trust Daniel Jones yet. But luckily for Brandon, he's had some really good players and a really good core. So that's able to kind of make up for it and at least make it a competitive game. Cooper Cup, great matchup. I like Jonathan Taylor against Tennessee. Joe Mixon with the Bengals going against Jets. He is going to feast. I, I, you know, That would be my projection there. I, I don't think the Jets are going to be close in that game, especially now that Zach Wilson's out, even though I mean they weren't close with him in anyway. But you know, the quarterback position, they just traded for Flacco, which was the big news this week. Um, I think he's got a little bit of an advantage here. Uh, while Wideout University is deep at wide receiver, Devontae Adams on the COVID list is definitely going to hurt, especially in the mm-hmm. matchup against Arizona and what should be a shootout. He does have DeAndre Hopkins, who's questionable at this point, but you got to think he's going to probably play. Um, you know, a lot of you know vets are questionable during the week, so I'm not putting too much into that. Michael Pittman's had a great game, and he's kind of emerging. Julio Jones kind of been a bust this year. I mean, for what I yeah. think he was drafted, I think pre- we could say, say that, that pretty, sure. yeah. pretty safely, right? He's he's a bust, and we were so high on this wide receiver room, but um, really hasn't played out the way I thought it was going to be. And you know, he's deep, but I don't know if he has anybody that can really replace the produ- pro- pro- production that Devontae Adams puts out. Um, so it's going to be. I, I think Brandon rolls again this week. I, I think this is my third straight week of picking Brandon, but um, I, I agree with the sleeper projection. I think he's able to take the victory this week. You know, looking at his quarterbacks now, I actually do feel a lot better uh, with Tua being in there. The problem is Tua is going up against Buffalo division game, and honestly, from last week, I know Tua put up a lot of points fantasy wise, but I re- was really not impressed with him at all. Uh, against the Falcons he made way too many stupid decisions uh, turned the ball over just some of those 
interceptions he threw were just completely inexcusable. Um, throwing into double and triple coverage. Uh, I just, I'm not super high on Tua. I think he could definitely turn it around. I just don't think that this is the best week. Uh, I'm almost tempted to uh, to want to start Big Ben against Cleveland, and and that's you know that's that's kind of a rough matchup too. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I feel like against Buffalo in the division, I just don't feel great about Tua this week. Um, and then of course Danny Dimes, but honestly, I feel like Danny Dimes against Kansas City could be a huge matchup advantage for Danny Dimes, just considering how horrendously bad the Chiefs are right now and how terrible their defense is. I feel like uh, you know Danny Jones could probably get a couple rushing touchdowns in this game, um, which would uh, definitely help Brandon out here. Um, but besides that, I mean, if if Tua can just put up his projection. At, at 19 points, uh, I definitely feel a lot better because um, on the other side here at Wild University, those wide receivers are really not producing. Adams is out, and I'm not huge on uh, Heineke. And uh, Wentz going up against Tennessee could be a complete brutal matchup for the Colts. I do think the Colts have a little something going for them right now, but Tennessee is is brutal, and I just don't have confidence in any quarterback going up against them right now i agree with calman on uh Tua. i think he had a much better fantasy game versus a real life game um i think danny jones could actually uh get a lot of garbage time points that chief's defense is horrendous um and i agree with uh with dakota i, I do think taylor made his role and uh i'm gonna give him the win And that brings us to our Primo Hoagie game of the week. It's not a Primo. (laughs) (laughs) What is that? Was that a drum roll? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Is is the recording breaking? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we have... The number one seed against the number two seed. This is the third time I find myself in prime time. Halloween weekend, just like the Cowboys Sunday night in a spooky matchup. Uh, myself going against the, the Hobbits 5-2 and two team against the 4-3 and three team. Um, you know, I won't make my prediction on my own game, but I will give some insight here about what I, you know, what I like, what I don't like. I'm projected to win, but... Projections, you know, they are what they are. I've been projected to lose the last three weeks, and I keep on coming. But, um, yeah, like Aaron Rodgers, as I said, we've mentioned multiple times that Arizona matchup. Um, Kamara, it gets used a ton against Tampa Bay. I could see the the Saints getting down for sure and him racking up some catches, which should help. I get CeeDee Lamb back, which is good. Um, I like him a lot against that Minnesota secondary. Stafford against Houston, you know, uh, the only downside is I hope they don't get up too big and stop throwing. You know, I would say for my team right now, my I, I have a lot of – like where I'm strong at, I'm very strong. And, you know, when you face me, that's probably what I would look at. Um, where I'm weak, I'm very weak. You know, my flex position is pretty weak. 
My second running back position is pretty weak. Um, I have a lot of good handcuffs. You know, I, I have Damian Williams. I have Tony Pollard, Devin Singletary. But, um, you know, they're not really guys you can count on week in and week out. So I really need my studs to perform if I'm, if I'm going to win. And that's been my uh, way to success. Looking at the Hobbits, uh, Derrick Henry, unbelievable season going against Indianapolis. You got Justin Herbert, uh, again, having an unbelievable season, even though they kind of laid an egg the last game. Uh, Justin Jefferson and Thielen, uh, you know, they are – Pretty good. Justin Jefferson is unbelievable. Mike Williams having a great season. Tyler Higby, uh, Trevor Lawrence, the backup quarterback spot. I, I don't like. I think I have a, a very good advantage here this week against you. Uh, kind of glad Derek Carr is out. Um, even though Seattle's defense doesn't look that great, I, I just don't trust Trevor Lawrence. So you know, I think I got a good shot. I think it's definitely going to be a close game. This has it right now. Uh, me winning one thirty nine, basically one forty to your 137 so gonna be a very close game and um you know we'll see how it goes yeah i think that your quarterbacks here uh such a, a massive advantage um i know uh herbert the pervert's pretty good um derrick henry is he is such a ridiculous player i mean just he looks like like a creative player on like <laughs> nfl street or something it's like ridiculous how strong that man is and how fast that man is. Um, but I just think your team is just a little too deep. And I think that you do have just two quarterbacks that are going to get you a lot of points, especially Aaron Rodgers in a shootout against Arizona. Um, I'm liking your chances. And I think uh, Mary had a little CD lamb is going to default those nasty habits. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> 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 I, I actually think this will be the closest matchup of the week um the hobbits can can pop off for you know so many points any given week and they have been for the most part you know henry he's he's the best running back in the league right now um mike williams i know he he got hurt uh and uh, he was a little quiet lately but you know he can pop off for 30 anytime um i think the difference though will be the quarterback position and so i'm going to give the edge to dakota here i like it close game uh we'll see how it plays out i feel like we nailed last week's matchup so we'll we'll see how we do this week but again you know our projections don't mean nothing it's uh we'll see who comes out and proves us right or wrong this week uh guys with it being halloween maybe we should put a poll up uh before we head out we got to do something spooky. What is your favorite scary movie? I'll tell you mine while you guys give me time to think. It's the original Halloween, easily. Uh, the Wizard of Oz. I will say Lost Boys is a close second, though. Uh, the Wizard of Oz is your favorite scary movie? The monkey scene was pretty disturbing, so I'll, get, I'll I mean, give a you that. Scarecrow? Come on, man. I might go something like a. Uh, like- First thing that comes to mind is like an Alfred Hitchcock movie, like uh Okay, all right. What's, Very what's cinema. One, uh, like the birds is pretty good. Uh birds, um, he did Rear Psycho, Window. right? Um he did Psycho, yeah. I think Rear Window, that might be my pick. Rear Window. Fly. I don't think I've Fly ever seen Rear Window. Scary. I'm gonna have to add that to my list. All right. I got a lot of scary um, movies to watch this week. All right. Calvin, uh, your final answer is it the Wizard of Oz? 
No, I need a I, that one. That is a terrifying movie. Like, <laughs> it is actually kind of scary in hindsight. Yeah. It's pretty yeah. disturbing. You walk back. It's like you know you, you watch back the, the movie back, and it's like, what the fuck are they thinking in this movie? It's so, not the, so not to mention weird. they poisoned the Tin Man with his makeup, and he almost died. Or I think he did die. Uh, they had um, the girl that played what's her real name? The main character. Oh, um, uh, Dorothy. Uh, for, yeah. uh, I forget what's her name. Yeah. But people know they had her chain smoking and on like opioids. Yeah. So like oh, uh, pretty pretty scary movie on and off <laughs> on that, and behind the screen too. <laughs> that is really scary. Oh, Judy Garland. That's Judy right. Garland. That's right. Judy yeah, Garland. That's yeah. Yeah. She had a terrible uh, second or I guess life in general. Uh, yeah, they Hollywood treated her badly. Man, I I don't really watch a ton of scary movies. I guess Paranormal Activity. It's not really super scary though. Like I, I just find myself laughing because of the anticipation of something to happen. Dude, I'm I'm not gonna lie. The first time I saw Paranormal Activity was in film class in high school, and it scared the crap out of me. That movie was I don't know what it did. <laughs> the feeling like claustrophobic in that house. The first one I didn't I didn't like the other ones. Um, the first one scared the crap out of me. Um, so I'll put that out there. Man, now do you guys have any like um, Halloween traditions? Like there's like certain games I like to play around Halloween. Yeah, um, we uh besides pumpkin carving and like doing spooky fall stuff, we watch Lost Boys on Halloween. That's a tradition. Uh that's probably about it. That and carving pumpkins and getting apple cider donuts. Ooh, I miss those apple cider donuts. You're going you're talking about Johnson's uh, farm, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God, those things are so fun. Yeah, I got to go pick some of them up this week so I can grab some more for Halloween. Oh, man, I miss those. Those are, they, you get them and they're hot and like yeah. the sugar sticks to your fingers. You got to have like, them hot. Suck them. Yeah. Yeah. Johnson's, it's like less than 10 minutes away. They're so hot and moist. You got to get the, uh, got to get them with ice cream. <laughs> you got to get them with ice cream too. <laughs> man. Are you guys, you guys uh, cook up your pumpkin seeds? I always want to because I I've only had them when you've given them to me and I like them, but it's always uh, oh, it's always so, so much good. work. It's always so messy. But yeah, I think this year I'm going to. Yeah, yeah I didn't last it. year, but I think this year I'm going to. If I could just find an easy way, I need to like Etsy a way to figure out how to do it like neatly, if that's even possible. Yeah, it's oh, it's so good. They, they they just have like such a great flavor. They have like that you know almost like burnt flavor in a way when you cook them well done. Oh my god, it's so fucking good. Speaking of scary movies, I think what's uh. An underrated scary movie, and that's a kids' movie, uh, is Coraline. I think that's a pretty good. Well, I never uh, saw Coraline. It's like an animated one. It's, it's pretty good, or I guess it's not animated. It's a uh, you know stop motion. Yeah, it's like the. Mm. It's uh, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, it looks like looks like Plato almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know another kids' movie that's like really just like it's more disturbing than scary. The Brave Little Toaster. I don't think I've seen that. It you it's you should watch it. It is like you're on drugs the entire time. Like there's literally like a, a mass killing scene. Christ, it's like it's so just. You'll never want to throw away an appliance again. Like, I thought you were so trolling, and then I just looked it up, and that's an actual movie that came out. Oh my god, yeah. It's, oh yeah. It it has some serious issues. It's like Toy Story, but a more like adult version. So you did mention traditions. The other thing I didn't mention, I watch all of the Halloween episodes of my favorite TV shows like the office. It's ah, um, a good idea. Watch uh, what's the other one? Malcolm in the middle. We watched the Simpsons Treehouse of horrors. 
And uh, yeah, so any Classics. any show that we watch, Ooh. we watch the Halloween episode. That's another one. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. That's a good idea. I might I might implement that. Well, I guess we should end the podcast before you start talking about how moist the donuts are again. And um, <laughs> with that, <laughs> thanks for listening. We will see you next week. Bye-bye. Peace. See you.